Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dr. W. Keith Campbell with us. Keith's website is his name, linked up at coasttocoastam.com, talking about uh, the latest book, The New Science of Narcissism. Keith, does a narcissist have to have all the traits, or maybe maybe they could just have one or two? Oh, no. I mean, it, narcissism is always a kind of a combination of traits with different amounts. And when you talk about it clinically, they'll give you, you know, nine specific descriptors, and they give you a number five of nine. So there's a real specific number in the clinical level. But really, these traits go together, and some people have more than others. So, for example, a trait like vanity, like being really into your appearance. Some people are narcissistic or really vain. Others, not so much. But in, in general, people who are narcissistic or just sort of more focused on looking attractive and, and high in status. Well, I was going to say, I know an attorney here in St. Louis who is pretty prominent here, and uh, he has to have the latest clothes, the latest shoes, the latest tie. The I mean, he's meticulous with his clothes. Now, is that a narcissist, or does he just like style? It, you know, that's the other thing, is you can be somebody who's really into fashion, and you're into it because... You're just really, you know, it's really a design thing, or it's a, it's some other reason. So it doesn't just have to be attention seeking or status seeking. But if somebody is really into fashion and really into status, and really into having lots of shallow relationships with people, and with somewhat dishonest and business dealings, I think well maybe that person's a little bit narcissistic. What about social media with all this stuff happening right now with the use of our smartphones, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all oh, these I things? Mean, what, has it, that contributed to this? It is just, I mean, it, that's just such a, a can of worms. So, so back, you know, back when Facebook started, you know, we first looked at narcissism. And w- what we found was that People who were narcissistic had more friends on Facebook. They just had more connections. And they promoted themselves more. They, they had more attractive photos. They had more attractive, you know, more self-promoting content on their Facebook page. And since then, people have looked at this a lot. And it looks over and over that people on social media, whether it's Twitter, or Facebook, or, you know, one of the Chinese sites, they tend to have more friends or followers on social media. Mm-hmm. And they tend to do spend more attention, you know, putting out more selfies. They tend to put more, you know, attention into their parents. Tend to talk about how successful they are. So there's a lot of attention paid to self promotion on social media with narcissism. <laughs> the second question, though, is does social media make people narcissistic? Right. And that doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, at least it doesn't seem to be something we have we can find. It seems to be that people are narcissistic or really like social media, and it's and it's reinforcing for them. So they, you know, you, if you really think you're attractive and you take a selfie, it's easy and it feels great. But people who aren't as narcissistic find it harder. So take if you don't feel that good about yourself and you take a selfie, it's kind of hard. You don't look how you like how you look, and so people are getting kind of depressed on social media. And I got to tell you, with COVID-19, Keith, I think social media has helped a lot of people because of this isolation that's involved with it. Oh, oh, for sure. And I think, you know, I I think things like, 
you know, Zoom or any of those sites, FaceTime, where people can actually just communicate face-to-face is better than being, you know, just over the phone or, or isolated. And social media, I sh- I'm going to say, social media isn't bad. It's the same way, if I look on your television screen, you're going to see more narcissism than you would in, in a normal normal place in the world. Does, just, a, does a narcissist know they're a narcissist? Yes. Um, that was one of those questions that I think we struggled with as a, in a, as a field for a long time. But people who are narcissistic have, have some awareness of that. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of think I'm a big deal. It's kind of how I am. People tell me that. Um, they also, this is a newer finding, but they also seem to have some awareness that, you know, being self-centered causes problems. And this is something we thought, well, maybe people just oblivious to it. But there seems to be awareness of this, at least in a lot of people. It seems like what's going on is people just say, you know what, if the choice is between me and somebody else, I'll just pick myself. Can you can you tell if you meet someone, you personally, if they're a narcissist or not? I, you know, I don't have any magic. I don't have any magic powers. I, 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 I look for some cues, maybe, but I... I'm not sure. Um, often with me, I find if I really like somebody, I meet somebody and they seem really confident, like, oh, man, I like that guy. <laughs> we sort of go, I better be a little bit of a red flag. You know, but, I mean, that's how how much I think narcissism can be really attractive when you first meet it. But, but you know, I look for things like how people treat other people, not so much how they treat me, because I, you know, I'm a professor, so people are nice to me because I have some status. But you know how they treat a waiter for the restaurant, how they treat an sure. Uber driver, and, and how they treat people lower in status. Look at how the conversations go around, how they're talking about themselves, and you know things like that. But I don't, I don't have any radar. Is is narcissism a disorder? You know, it, it's it's a thing that I, I think is really when we're talking about the individual, it's just a way people. It's a, it's a character style. It's a way people exist, and and it's it's something that works for us to at some some degree. So narcissism is something that's probably a, a trade off because it's really useful in social situations. It's really good in competitive situations. It's you know, good in some context, and it's not good in order in others. But I think when it becomes so extreme that you can't turn it off, so maybe like when you can be tough on the court, but when you go home, you're still kind of being tough with people. Right, you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. You're just at the market, and you're, you know, you're competing with people at the market. You're like, come on, man, turn it off. You can't turn it off. And that's when it becomes more of a disorder. When it's when it's just too extreme and you can't con- control it. Do narcissists like themselves? You know, it really it really depends on the form. So, with the grandiose form of narcissism, it seems to be they they do like themselves. And there is an idea that was very common, still very common, that well, deep down inside, that you know, people who are more grandiose narcissists don't like themselves. So. Maybe they say they're awesome, but deep down they feel ashamed or they really, you know, think they're a bad person. We haven't really found evidence of that. So it seems like narcissists who are grandiose really like themselves on the surface, and deep down they kind of like themselves too. 
the more vulnerable form of narcissism, it seems to be that they just don't like themselves that much, but they often have grandiose fantasies. So in general, they have low self-esteem. They you know, think they're not as great. They're not getting as respected as much as they should be. People don't like them as much. They're not noticed as much as they should be. But at the same time, they sometimes have fantasies about you know, being having high status mm-hmm. or having success or fame or power or money. Um, so, so, so there you have much more negative self, self-views. Can you have those successes and be a narcissist? Oh, for sure. You can. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you can be, I mean, many, there's many successful narcissists. There's many successful psychopaths in the world. I mean, there's, there's many of them, unfortunately. Um, and, and people do, do very well with, with that more grandiose quality, um, Sometimes people ask, like, well, if you're president or, you know, if you're, you know, the, the, a great person, is it really narcissism? And, and the answer is, I think, yeah, if you're always thinking about yourself and how much your ego matters, it's narcissism. Whether you're a, a football star or you're, you know, a kind of a high school coach, either way, it's, it, if you're ego involved, it's got, it's got some narcissism to it. I'm tr- I don't want to knock the guy, but would you say President Trump is a narcissist? Because he fits some of these traits oh, we've ab- mentioned. Absolutely, but it's it's there's very different perspectives of Trump. So we we did a a, a couple studies on this, but uh, one of our grad students and we had people rate the, the personality of Trump using these very specific personality traits, and we were able to convert those into narcissism. We had Trump supporters and Clinton supporters, Hillary Clinton supporters, rate Trump. And what we found is that both Trump and 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 Clinton supporters thought, yeah, is, you know, I mean, Trump is kind of a bold, brash, narcissistic character. That's mm-hmm. what he is. That's you know, no one doubts it. But Clinton supporters see Trump as, you know, very self-centered, very unstable, very incompetent. So sort of a dangerous, um, out-of-control, self-centered narcissist. Do you have to be a narcissist to support the narcissist? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. If that were the case, we'd know it, no one would support anyone. <laughs> but the Trump supporters see Trump as somebody who is patriotic, who is competent, who is a, like an aggressive, successful businessman. I I have a friend, Keith, who sold his business, very successful businessman, very successful, and he knows Donald Trump very well, and uh, he he claims that he's one of the greatest guys he's ever known. Now, the guy I know is a great guy. Uh, he's he's happy. He's generous. I've seen him help people, but uh, but he says that this, this president is one of the greatest presidents who would ever rule or be a president if they just let him but in terms of who he is he just thinks the world of, of him so well, what do you say about that well the challenge with somebody like like a public figure like Donald Trump is people me i mean we're not rating his personality we're rating we're rating his public persona you know his public personality right, his right. mask how like he, how he mask. comes across he comes across. I don't know him, and the, the thing you find with Donald Trump is he's very private. I've never met him. The only, 
you know, and and the only chance I've, I, you know, I talked to somebody who worked on The Apprentice. That's as close as I've ever got to Donald Trump. Huh. So it's hard to get to really get to know somebody like that if there is this side that comes out. I've heard stories about it from people like you're telling me um, of this sort of generosity. And I've heard stories of meanness. So I've heard both sides from, from different people, but it's very hard for me to know the truth. I just don't know. I'm, I'm basically just using people to rate a public figure. If a narcissist knows that he or she is one, should they fix that? And if they do, what do they fix? Yeah, I, I think that I think it's something that if people want to change, it's, it's worth changing. In terms of, of what to fix, you know, one of the biggest the biggest challenges with narcissism is the interpersonal cost. It's if you're narcissistic, how do you keep your marriage together? How do you if you're a narcissistic boss, how do you do business or how do you keep your employees around? How do you do business with other people if they can't trust you? If you're boorish at parties and, you know, not fun to be around. And so where you want to do a lot of the work with narcissism yourself is not so much focusing on yeah you've got you've got dreams and you want to be great and you, and you you know you you're really proud of yourself and you want to go out there and, and and kick butt I'm like great do that but really focus on being a nice person being a decent human being having some compassion and treating people well and if you just do that if you just make the effort to be a decent person that's going to that's going to solve a lot of your narcissism problems right there and if that's not enough, the other thing to do is just really focus on taking responsibility for what you do. When you when you make mistakes, when you take advantage of people, take responsibility for it and apologize. If you just do something like that, you can have your dreams, you can have your ambition. It's not gonna it's not gonna destroy you the way it will if you're cruel and mean and exploitative to others. Would you say there's anything shocking in the book, The New Science of Narcissism? <laughs> I don't know. Now, it is shocking, isn't? <laughs> I don't do true crime. I, I don't. I don't know if anything I, I, I say is shocking. I I think it's. Um, I hope it's interesting, but but not shocking. I found it to be fascinating. Well, thank you. Yeah. Who came up with the word narcissism? You know, it's it's an old term that goes back to the Greek myth of Narcissus, and that you know the story is Narcissus was this attractive. Uh, Greek who fell in love with his own image in, in a body of water, <laughs> lake, or river, and died. He, he drowned and turned into a flower in some stories called the Narcissus now. That's what we call it, the daylily and Narcissus. And that term from Narcissus was used first by this British sexologist who was named Havelock Ellis back in the late 1800s, and then Freud took it, Sigmund Freud, and, and wrote about it. Um, really, at the beginning of the 1900s, and that and Freud is the person who really made it a popular term in the in the language. That's his amazing work. W. Keith Campbell with us. The book. Where do people get the book, Keith? You can get it at your local bookstore, Amazon, online, any place you can find books. We're going to take calls next hour. And if th- th- does a narcissist know they're a narcissist? Let me ask you that again. I, I think, and, and they, they, there seems to be some self-awareness. Yeah, if you give people, like, really simple questions, how narcissistic are you, they'll say, people who are narcissistic will say they're more narcissistic. Give me a test 
you as the psychologist, I'm in your room, I'm on the couch, and uh, find out if I'm a narcissist. Just do what you do. I don't. I mean, I use very structured, I, I use very structured, scientifically sound personality questionnaires. Okay, you so you so you can't do it just talking to me, asking no. me questions. No, we I, we actually put together a website, narcissismlab.com, that we put some of these these questionnaires are on. But there's really a science to this measurement that that you can do it well and. If you're going to ask somebody about it, it's usually, you know, it would be you'd focus on something like sense of entitlement and need for attention or need for admiration and, you know, those kind of things. Well, who, who, what, who doesn't want that? Well, that's the thing. That's, that's why it's a normal trait, meaning that most people are sort of narcissists, some narcissism, and, you know, some people have a lot, and, and that's where you get into some issues. And some people are really on the lower end. And there might be some issues down there as well. I mean, I used to love in grade school getting an A in a science project, having my dad tell me, oh, George, that was fantastic. Good for you. I mean, I I loved hearing that. Yeah, well, so what you're talking about there is is honestly earned status through achievement. And and, and you're talking about what we talk is like, is solid self-esteem or solid confidence. Right. That's authentic self-esteem. You went out there, you performed, your father said, hey, you performed. He was telling you the truth. He wasn't like, don't worry, you, you got an 80, but I'll go talk to the teacher and bribe him and make it 100. And so your father uh, appropriately gave you a reward, and he thought, I feel great. I mean, that's authentic self-esteem. That's what we kind of dream happens to our kids. So that's not being narcissistic. No, that's being healthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's healthy. So there's a fine line here, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, they they go together because people who are narcissistic have some self-esteem. But if you're if you're saying you know, got a hundred and I'm the best in class and I'm better than everyone else, and you know, Keith, let me tell you, I got a hundred, but my friend Jim, he he got a, he got a ninety. He's kind of an idiot. I I crushed him. I just thought I'd tell you about that. That's being a narcissist. Yes, exactly. And then you lose friends. I don't like you. So cutting line, is a narcissist somewhat mean to people? Yes, it's that that interpersonal meanness, callousness, willingness to exploit people, take advantage of them. That's where you get into the trouble with narcissism. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.